This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, the very best part about owning a company like Tent and Aquatics is that, although we're associated with stuff like blackwater aquariums, we offer materials and ideas for stuff which has applications for all sorts of unique displays. And some of the ideas that I personally played with over the years have been a bit, well, unusual, as have many of yours. And of course, the idea of pushing limits and trying altogether new stuff in the hobby always makes me smile. It's fun to push the outside of the envelope a bit, isn't it? You ever done something with your aquariums that everyone said was just, I don't know, nuts? More important, did you get away with it or did you crash and burn? Did you at least try something in the aquatic establishment, you know, that the aquatic establishment said couldn't be done or should not be done? Wasn't it fun? <laughs> Maybe even a bit expensive? Embarrassing, perhaps. But fun, right? Did you try something different than what they say is the way to go? I mean, something ill-advised, sort of crazy, off the wall, or just downright kooky? Or did you act on one of those ridiculous ideas that someone threw out when tossing back a couple of beers with the gang after the conference or club meeting? Something totally wild? As one who's been known to take a few chances in the hobby, going against the prevailing aquatic wisdom, I mean, shit, I created a company that sells twigs and nuts, right? And generally push the outside of the envelope a bit, as well as encouraging others to indulge in similarly foolhardy adventures, of course. I've developed an unofficial classification system for such nonsense. Yes, only I would study this ridiculousness and think some of the major freshwater aquarium conferences still have yet to have me as a speaker. I wonder why. Of course, I'm going to share it with you because that's important for me to continue to nurture this disruptive behavior. Besides, I don't like to be the point man for all this stuff if it fails, right? Pressuring your friends to do crazy shit, well, that's what makes the hobby great, right? I think I have this sort of figured out. So in the time-honored tradition of me analyzing the shit out of every obscure approach in the aquarium hobby, here we go with the 1 to 4 Feldman scale of innovative aquarium thought. Starting with number 1, we have what I call ill-advised ideas. And I'm probably most guilty of this one, along with the majority of aquarists who dare ask the establishment why. And not all of them are smart, I freely admit. Examples of this would be things like the time I was convinced that I could keep four black ghost nightfish, which is my all-time favorite fish, together in a 75-gallon system with, you know, no calamity or bloodshed. And of course, it was exacerbated because I went with mature specimens, which were like five inches long, in this intricate wooden rock hardscape. And after days, yeah, days, not weeks or months, you know, went by, in addition to relentless territorial battles reminiscent of the tribal regions of Afghanistan, my prized fish collection was showing signs of, well, as one of my friends called it, wear and tear. (laughs) You can imagine how fun it was to break down this intricate hardscape after I came to my senses finally and decided to end my grand experiment. Hey, this was, you know, was a product of my own arrogance, and I was really convinced at the outset of the experiment that I was to be the one who could pull this off. Just arrogance. But it was interesting for like a few days. (laughs) The second class of things is what I call sort of crazy ideas. You know, you DIY types are more guilty of this one. You know, stuff like automated top-off systems that involve dosing supplements, you know, surge devices in your living room, four-chambered recirculating CO2 reactors, biofilm refugiums, 
you know, homemade refrigeration systems for cold water, reef tanks, automatic frozen food dosers, etc., etc. I mean, these ideas are usually pretty cool and represent many of the great values that we have in the hobby. You know, the independent spirit, adventure, the pursuit of knowledge, the desire to save a few bucks. Some of these ideas are just a little too, I don't know, advanced for our skills or for the available or affordable technology to pull them off. Or perhaps there isn't really an expensive, an inexpensive way to make an all-in-one surge auto-feeding system for under 2500 US dollars. I don't know. Well, maybe there is. And it's just that kind of thinking that keeps the creative, well, you can call them sort of crazy, the creative ideas flowing. Then number three, there's what I call off-the-wall ideas. This is typically the realm of newcomers or even experienced hobbyists who, because of their genuine innocence, love of the hobby and or, you know, the why-can't-it-be-done mindset, come up with some of the craziest ideas of all and often execute them, albeit with mixed results. I think we should really consider them outside-the-box ideas, however. Ideas like, you know, hydra farms for nutrient export. Yes, I'm talking about hydra, you know, the pest... Moss ball denitrification reactors, backyard seagrass propagation systems, which, hey, I did that and it worked. Multi-level gradient cryptic zone filtration systems, etc., 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 which all have great theoretical effectiveness, yet may be challenging to apply in reality. Nonetheless, in my humble opinion, it's at this level that the real hobby innovations occur. Stuff like electronic monitors and controllers for aquarium functions, unique foods, controllable internal pumps, breeding setups for fishes like... You know, hillstream loaches, creation of all botanical substrates, that urban agapo thing that I did. That's, that's where those kind of ideas come from. Many great companies, both in and out of the aquarium hobby sector, were founded on just such a mindset. And you'll recall, it wasn't all that many years ago that the idea of cutting up coral fragments to grow out on ceramic plugs for sale seemed pretty, I don't know, off the wall, right? Yeah, challenging. But that one played out pretty well for me. <laughs> Four is downright kooky ideas. And this is the stuff that gives our hobby the appearance of being a bit, well, eccentric to outsiders. Stuff like converting indoor swimming pools to mini African rift lakes, you know, 10 milliliter ultra pico sized reef tanks, you know, creating intertidal mangrove biotopes with the 12 hour tidal cycles, etc., etc., etc. Like, I'll be the first to tip my hat to the dreamers, the free thinkers, and even the eccentrics among us. However, I've always been a bit of a realist. I mean, counterproductive, hurtful, and idiotic thinking is never involved. Yet, where would we be without this truly absurd stuff to give us some, A, comic relief, B, a measure of how serious we take this stuff, and C, the ability to let our passions, and our checkbooks all too often, run wild from time to time. Brainstorming is great. Bringing down ideas from the downright kooky region into the -the off-the-wall territory results in, many times, in some of the best hobby innovations that we've seen. So, my dear fellow fish geeks, don't be put off or led astray by conventional aquatic thinking, if there even is such a thing. Rather, allow your mind to wander, your passions to soar, your visions to take flight, and your dreams to come true. Don't put them out, you know, with the wet towel of negativity. (laughs) Rather, just temper them and nurture them with, you know, the spirit of innovation. And enjoy the process of executing on them. Keep those ideas flowing. Visualize a way to make them become practical realities. And think about the greater good your developed dream will unleash upon the hobby. Disregard the spills, the glued-together fingers, frayed nerves, short circuits, cracked aquariums, and the occasional insurance claims. Think of the bigger picture, the conquering of new worlds, the sharing of new ideas and innovations yet undreamed of, which will forever change the hobby for the better. Or just savor how everyone will react, good or bad, when you execute one of your strange ideas. Maybe they'll diss your ass, or maybe they'll improve and build upon your idea, taking it in a positive direction that you never even could imagine. Provoking reaction from the aquarium community is almost always a good thing. 
Don't hold back for fear of criticism from your peers. That would be foolish and downright tragic. So I close with the classic quote, often attributed to the great Mark Twain, but supposedly not his, which actually holds a lot of relevance to this little diatribe, doesn't it? It says, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do by the ones that you did. So throw off the bow line, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. So yeah, you should try. As one of my aquarium hobby mentors used to tell me, like, just go for it. (laughs) And don't shoot down that wacky, sleep-deprived, alcohol-induced idea that you or your buddies concocted at 3.30 a.m. at an aquatic experience or aquashala conference, even if it is downright kooky. You never know. You just might change the hobby forever. Let's hear about your tragedies, triumphs, absurd ideas, and amazing innovations. They're out there. I know they are. Stay idealistic. Stay creative. Stay unbridled. Stay open-minded. Stay honest. Stay diligent. And always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin. 